you had a chance to bet on someone, would you bet on yourself? Well, you should because there's so much more to you than you have ever imagined. This is the All That You Can Be podcast with Yinka Jibril. Let's go on the journey learning how to live our lives by design. Hello, anybody there? Hi, how are you today? Um, it's so nice to be connecting with you on these All That You Can Be podcast. So how are you today? How are you faring? How has your day been? Are you being the best version of yourself that you can be today or this week or this month? You know what? And if the best version of yourself doesn't necessarily mean that you haven't had challenges. The best version is how you are making sure that you're enjoying your life, making the most of all the opportunities you have around you, taking care of yourself. That's a big one. Taking care of yourself, noticing the opportunities around you. So taking care of your recognition system and just making sure that you are moving forward so no getting stuck yeah just moving forward and um doing everything you can to be to celebrate your self-worth right and you know last week i started talking about dating like a pro and <laughs> you know I, I really enjoyed that episode because i was talking using cartoons to sort of describe how a lot of people date and how they enter into relationships and thank you so much to everyone who sort of listened and gave me feedback i had such wonderful i think you guys really connected with that episode and i was so thankful that you all did and you know what this week, I'm actually taking the detour talk, to talk about something else. And it was, it was all you, yeah? So I've been waiting for when you would really shape what I talk about. And yay, today is one of those days when you're shaping what I'm going to talk about. Because, you know, I had so much connection from last week with people talking and giving me, sharing with me very humbling experiences about um or oh, very humbling experiences that they have been through you know and i thought to myself i said you know what i need to talk about this and it started from a question you know i was just talking about how a lot of people enter into relationships in different ways you know and this person sort of flagged up to me and said what about those who enter into relationship for different reasons? You know, I was like, if you're looking for love, if you're trying to be in a love relationship and, you know, this person asked me and said, what if you're not getting married or going into a relationship because you're looking for love? And, you know, that kind of caught my attention. I was like, what do you mean? You know, and we began to sort of talk about it that some people the life has dealt them really, really, really bitter experiences and that sort of shapes how they enter into relationships or what they go into relationships looking for. So some people have been heartbroken several times and so their next relationship, they just possibly get into it because they're ready to get married or they get into it because um, they want to have kids or they get into it because of quote and unquote 
the need to tick other boxes. <laughs> and when the person said the need to tick other boxes, I was like, okay, like what kind of boxes? You know, it could be um, I'm of age, I'm expected to get married, or I I cannot have sex outside of marriage, and so I'm getting married because I want to have sex. Or let's step away from that slowly until an episode where we're really talking about it. <laughs> you know, so this person said to me, people get married for different reasons, you know, and I, I kind of acknowledged. And then I was asking the question, I said, is that deceptive, you know, or what? What is it? And then they said to me that some people just evaluate what relationships mean to them and they go into it for those reasons like gave an example of how somebody was looking for somebody in a particular profession to get married to because in that profession those group of people make so much money so a lot of people or some people get married because somebody is financially viable and you know i really thought that was quite sad because the truth is, if you marry somebody for their financial viability, what of when the viability is gone? You know, anything that we see is not permanent, it's temporal, right? And it's very possible that that situation of financial viability can go. You know, why not much rather look for somebody who has certain values about life, like... I know that even if I married somebody who lost their job today, right? This person has values of hard work, has values of um, getting busy, being productive, living their lives in a productive way. And if that's the kind of person, then productivity will always spring out of them. So I'm marrying somebody because of the value, not because of what they do. It's... You know, I found that I was I was quite sad, but I listened without judgment. I, I did, you know, and it struck me that that's true. But, you know, the one that really sobered me up was when, you know, this person shared several experiences about their love life and how, you know, they had been heartbroken severally in the past and how people broke them. You know, one particular example was how, you know, they were dating somebody, the person was already mentioning marriage, you know, kind of like throwing it around, you know, and this person was already getting the expectations built up. And then one day, this person goes to visit a mutual friend and finds a wedding invitation belonging to this person they were in a relationship Oh my goodness, how shattering that must have been. That must have been so shattering, you know. And at that moment, I I just cannot imagine what that person must have been thinking about themselves. Like, what? You know, what is happening here? It'll be like a bad dream, like a nightmare, right? And I was just listening. And at that point, I was I became so sober. I became so sober and... This person finally told me that, guess what? When I got married, I didn't marry for love because I had been so embittered by a lot of the relationships. So, you know what? I, I just thought about it. I had a lot of time to think about it. And I thought it might be helpful to sort of 
talk about how to move away from past painful love relationships and pretty much it can be applicable to to anything and you know what let's just get right into it right you know i think one of the first things you need to think about if you're just out of a bad relationship or a relationship where you were broken an abusive relationship or whatever something that has left you bitter or potentially bitter or something that has left you broken right the first thing you need to think about is the fact that you are still here you just dodged a bullet because two things what did not kill you and i know you've heard this before but you've got to believe me what did not kill you can only make you stronger is there for a purpose you dodged a bullet you are still here and as long as you are still here remember you have a right to be here and that's the first thing you need to think about you know a lot of times you know it's because maybe when things happen people don't sort of stop to process it and a lot of things run through people's minds when things happen and one of the things that people think about when um they are out just out of a wrong relationship or a painful relationship or a bitter experience is that it immediately wants to attack their self-worth it immediately wants to attack their right to be here it immediately wants to attack their right to be loved or you know their sense of being loved or lovable you know and then you start to um think about things in a toxic way so what rises up is the toxic nature of all the feelings or all the things that are thrown at you from that relationship because you know let's say you were in an in an abusive relationship you begin to blame yourself sometimes you start blaming yourself and start thinking that maybe it was your fault why that happened to you or you could actually be in a place where you are hating the person you know because i mean somebody said at one point that between love and hate is a very thin line and i totally understood what they were saying because here you are when you love somebody, you pour out all your, your all your emotions. Maybe you know you. There are lots of things we call emotional investments amidst other kinds of investments. You know, so you come out of that and you start to question all of those things. You know, I'm going to talk about two processes that help us sort of deal with things like this. And pretty much in every painful experience, this is the way to sort of approach it now the second thing you need to do is don't turn away from your feelings don't just try to shut it out you know once i was talking to a friend of mine and i was saying to the person i said when something is painful don't run away from it go through the pain but don't stay in it so a lot of people what they do is they wallow you know you could wallow in the pain and allow the pain is like get so soaked in the pain and you know even if, if you can i'm sure you know i always say we talk in pictures and as you imagine this now is somebody folded up shriveled up and just in that place of such deep pain that 
it's almost as if you you can't find yourself you're groping you're confused you're angry you know stop for a minute and try to evaluate what you're feeling and put the right words to describe what you're feeling you know when 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 i do training sometimes and i learned this from from a very very good coach right this person you know whenever we went through a training session at the end of the session we would stop and ask everyone there how are you feeling and some people were really surprised and taken aback that they were unable to express feeling so some people will say you know other things that maybe come from their head when well, terms of expressing feeling they would not be able to express the feeling you know if you're asked how are you feeling right now some people almost find it daunting to say i'm angry some people almost find it daunting to say i'm afraid you know sometimes you ask people how are you feeling and they respond with it's all good you know but that's not how you're feeling so a lot of times people cannot articulate exactly how they are feeling and they walk away from that place in a myriad of emotions rather than doing something i call unpicking right so you must learn the art of putting the right words to how you're feeling if you're angry say you're angry if you're afraid or scared say you're afraid and scared if you're feeling lost then say you're feeling lost say i feel lost you know because the truth is that a love relationship is like being in a boat, right? It's like being in a ship or in a boat. Someone said relationship means, you know, relating in a ship and, you know, all those kind of colorful lingos, you know, but it's like being in something protective or being in something exclusive that you were contributing to and somebody else was contributing to, you know, in terms of your emotions and every other thing. And then once that ends, you definitely will feel lost because all of a sudden what was normal becomes abnormal, you know? So you, you don't understand what normal is again. And, you know, those feelings inside you are your mind, your emotions, your body trying to find normal again, you know? So trying to find and reestablish like a baseline, you know? So try to put words to exactly how you're feeling and start unpicking it. If you say, right now I'm feeling angry, then the next thing you need to ask yourself is, why am I angry? Because you have to be able to drill down so that you are not dwelling on toxic emotions. You know, the other thing to do is to try and identify blame. You know, so sometimes some people would blame the other person. And you, you and I both know that sometimes relationships can end up bitter or end or you could get heartbroken from what might be your own fault but guess what it might not be your fault at all you know so try not to dwell on blaming if you notice that you're blaming you know you need to find out blame usually comes from that place of deep hurting so you're hurting and you want to escape from it so you try and put the responsibility, you know, assign the responsibility, so to speak. Because, you know what, pretty much like when you have a cut on your hand, your body tries to heal itself, right? You go through that period when it bleeds, the bleeding dries up, 
you know it hurts and then it starts to heal it heals it dries up and then the dryness falls away and then you see that the skin has closed back up you know your emotions are pretty much in the same space you know you want to heal up from what's happening you want it to close up but you know what happens a lot of times some people prematurely get that close up and a lot is still festering within so you hurry to close it up some people their their way of hurrying to close it up is rushing into another relationship some people they're hurrying to close it up is just blaming the other person and just moving on and being angry and just justifying you know but you have to treat blame in the right way you need to identify what is hurting the most you know, and a lot of times is a fight for your dignity because guess what? If somebody treated you badly, somebody abused you, you know, or the relationship did not work out and you feel like you invested a lot, you know, you're fighting for your dignity. You're fighting for value. You're fighting to be needed because we all like to be needed, you know, and at such times, what you can then do not to stay in the headspace of blame is start doing what I heard somebody beautifully describe as healthy assertions, you know, and healthy assertions, you know, somebody, and they they, kind of gave this example, which sort of drove it home for me, which is that, you know, somebody who was heartbroken was angrily expressing herself and said, I'm so angry right now, you know, because I have all this love to give. I have so much love to give, you know, and this person just treated it anyhow, you know, this person just treated it, you know, through kind of three back in my face. It was unrequited and all of that. But guess what? You have all this healthy love to give, all this love to give, You need to start asserting yourself in a very healthy way that is devoid of the value you think somebody else is placing on you. It is now totally about the value you're able to place on yourself. Back to your recognition system as in what is it about you that is great? What was it about you that was great in that relationship? The other thing, you know what, is declaring the losses. You know, a lot of people don't realize that, you know what, when... A relationship ends. There are most of the things that make us very hurt are the feelings of what I call iconic losses. So there are certain things that are the icons in your relationship, you know, and I call them iconic losses. And some people, it's very subliminal. It's you know, emotional, it's on the need, sometimes unarticulated, you know, because who goes around in their relationship saying, um, I, I cook very well, <laughs> you know, maybe you did a lot of, maybe you cooked for this other person and all of those kind of things. Sometimes those assets were never so of, they're intrinsic, you know, they're very intrinsic, they're very internal, you know, so when that relationship kind of ends or it packs up, people don't take the time to sort of declare those losses. And I'm not talking about declaring to anyone. I'm, it is for you to declare them to yourself. You know, like for instance, you know, somebody gave um, an example that, okay, 
you know, when you're in a relationship and you felt that you were going to marry this person and you were going to give birth to a lot of beautiful babies. And if that person was beautiful or handsome, you were already dreaming about your beautiful babies and that relationship ends. Do you know that sometimes you might need to come to that point where you kind of declare to yourself that, okay, so I'm not going to have beautiful babies with this person. But guess what? That doesn't mean you're not going to have beautiful babies. You know, so declare those things that you think are the losses in that relationship and go through them. It might mean itemizing them and looking at them and being like, okay, so this is not going to happen. I thought this was going to happen. This is not going to happen. Or both of you were at a point where you were planning a holiday to somewhere, somewhere nice. You know, those are some of the things that stick as hurts and people don't even realize that. You know what? You know, somebody said to me, somebody said, I was in a relationship with somebody that I knew I couldn't go ahead with and we had to end it. But what struck me was what the person said. The person said, this person was such a soulmate to me. And when the person said that I, I got it, I was like, somebody who finishes your sentences, for instance, or somebody who, before you even say something, they understand, you know, or somebody who you, you found in them the comfort of confidence. You could confide in them and they, they listened without judgment or those kind of things. All of those things are what makes us feel like we're so compatible with this person and this person was our soulmate guess what you will need to declare all of those things and sort of do what i'm going to talk about next now which is sort of grieving it and grieving it like in the right way you know so two ways that then you can sort of deal with all of these things you know get back your dignity and do healthy assertions and make sure that you're not building the toxic pain is what you know is called maybe like grieving and disbelieving so two steps you can take because you know what those breakups and those heartbreaks will leave you with things that question your self-worth will leave you with things that question your self-worth and so you want to sort of do some grieving about it where you are grieving the things that are like clean pain like if somebody hits you right now you're like okay i'm feeling the pain because i've been hit so you're feeling the pain because this relationship has ended right but then it's different from feeling pain because the relationship has ended and you start to question yourself. So those are the things that lead to kind of toxic pain. They're, they're like dirty pain. At that point, you start to build things that makes it difficult for you to move on and makes you come to that point where you're now feeling like, look, in the next relationship, I'm not going to pour out myself in love. The truth is you are lovable. There are some things about yourself or some lines that you shouldn't cross. So for those things that lead to toxic pain that then latches on and we can't move past from them, you have to disbelieve them. You can't grieve those things because if you grieve those things, they stick. When you're grieving it, you're like reinforcing it. So grieve those things that are the clean pain. This has ended 
yes, we're not going to have beautiful babies using that example. We're not going to have beautiful babies together or whatever it means to you. I'm just using that part as an example. But then for the rest of it, that is like toxic pain. I'm not worthy. I'm not beautiful. They don't like me. It was my fault. I could have done better. Oh, my mom told me. Oh, I, you know, all of those things. I'm not, I'm not worthy of these. I'm so stupid. How could I have been so stupid? Oh gosh, what did I do to myself? You know what? It's like hurting yourself, banging your head against the wall. Guess what that does? It reinforces the fact that you're hurt. It makes you run away. It makes you want to run away from yourself. Guess what? This is where empathy, self-empathy comes in. You know, empathize with yourself, but don't stay in self-pity and make sure you identify toxic pain and disbelieve them and use healthy assertions to build back. You are so worthy of being loved. And guess what? I love you as well, right? So do you know what? Share with me your other experiences, your other examples and thank you so much for shaping what we've talked about today you know what connect with me on all my handles all my platforms and tell me how it's been for you you know i mean i'll keep your confidence you know that much i i won't i won't give off your confidence but i just feel like your story will help somebody else so guess what share with me okay so it's yinka jibril and if you're looking for the podcast it's on google podcast is on apple podcast you'll see me on instagram on facebook and it's yinka jibril send me a fan mail okay at all that you can be lbd at gmail.com Take care of yourself. Love you.